Welcome to the Freedom City Church podcast, a podcast designed to help your faith thrive. We hope you enjoy today's message. Um, I'm going to finish off our Way of the Kingdom series. And if you haven't been here for the for any of it, the Way of the Kingdom is basically talking about that Jesus came from heaven to earth to show us that there is a way that we live in life, a way that we can operate in the kingdom of God. And when Jesus came from heaven to earth, he was born not into the kingdom of God, but he brought the kingdom of God. But he was born into the Roman Empire. So your history buffs out there is something called Pax Romana. And Pax Romana basically means Roman peace. And it was a 200-year period where basically the peace that the Roman Empire created and forged was done through a strong arm, violence, controlling, overthrowing. If you don't agree with us, we're going to crucify you. So like the reason why Jesus got crucified was because he was seen as an imperial threat. He wasn't just seen as a religious nut. He was initially, but then he became an imperial threat because he stuck to his, his, um, his statement that I am the king of the Jews. And the Jews were actually, for years and years and years, the Jews were trying to rise up and overthrow the Roman Empire. And they kept getting um, all these coups and mutinies got overthrown. And then Jesus comes along and says, I am king of the Jews. Jesus was then crucified. So that's what we have to understand. The Roman peace was not like, sweet, chill, hippie, let's go up to Wave Rock like Jeanette. You know, it wasn't wasn't anything like that. It was like, we're keeping peace because we're going to keep peace. You know, we're going to make sure this peace happens on our terms. And so that's what Jesus was born into. And so the Roman Empire was also defined by three things, bread, circus, and empire. Bread, circus, and empire is uh, just uh, terminology for schemes that they ran by the government. The bread, basically, because the Roman Empire was so powerful, had so many people, I just reached my goal, my steps goal, because there were so many people uh, that they had to feed, people decided to go broke. There was a too high a demand for food. So what the Roman Empire did was like, hey, bread and circus was a scheme. We will give you free grain and you will like us. We'll give you free grain. We'll supply your needs. And then because um, a lot of people were unemployed because there were slaves, so anyone who had a trade basically couldn't find a job because all the slaves were doing all the work. Um, women, unfortunately, turned to prostitution because men were the only ones who were um, adequate slaves during that time. Uh, what basically happened was that they, they did circus as well, and circus was they provided free entertainment, which was the killing of animals, which became later on the killing of people, which then became the, you know, the whole idea of like, if you've seen Gladiator, the movie, that's pretty much the Roman Empire there. You know, and so what, what the Roman Empire had was like, let, and, and our old mate, I forget his name, uh, Russell Crowe's like, are you not entertained? And that's pretty much it. Like, we're going to entertain the people so they'll forget about their other problems. Have you ever thought about that in your own life, though? I have TV. I have issues on my feet. Well, that's what I love. You know, I, I have food. So I can just forget about my actual problems. Pseudo peace, I call it. 
Roman peace or pseudo peace. So Jesus was born into pseudo peace, where everyone was saying compromise, compromise, compromise. You don't need much. You just need bread, circus, empire, and the empire is basically referring to the empire of overthrowing. And this more so refers to in your life taking that kind of mentality of I will create an empire for myself. I will push people out of the way to get to the to get to the the top the, the top of the ladder. It's kind of like that whole idea of like running away from a bear and tripping the person next to you. It's kind of like this like I will get my way to the top through conniving, violent, powerful means. Maybe it is by manipulating people. Maybe it's by being aggressive or abrasive. The empire of God was not built upon bread circus and empire. The kingdom of God was not built upon that. So Jesus came to show us a new way. And we see this, the first thing that Jesus got tempted by when he went into the desert after he got baptized was Satan. He said, turn this stone into bread. And Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone. Bread. Then he, he, he says to Jesus, throw yourself off the temple so everyone can see you and the angels will catch you. Entertainment. You know, imagine if you had YouTube or like Instagram at that time, you throw yourself off. Jesus was unknown at this point. No one knew who he was. Instantly, you'll be a superstar. And then we'll be like, I'll sign up. I'll subscribe to that. The Empire says, everything that you see, if you bow to me, it'll be yours. Like Lion King, effectively. And, and Jesus says that, no, I'm not going to do that. This is not the way bread circus empire. And so we look at the way what Jesus was tempted by, and then we look at what did Jesus then do after this temptation? Is he went, he called his disciples, and he said, Follow me. And like I've mentioned before, um, disciples had to pursue their own rabbi. So Jesus was a rabbi. So that instead of Jesus waiting and them come and say, Hey, Jesus, can I be a disciple of yours? Jesus goes out and says, You fisherman, you zealot, you um, tax collector, you follow me. And he's creating a new way of the kingdom. That's not the religious elite. It's not the powerful. It's not the ones who can entertain or the one who has the most money who actually uh, will receive the kingdom of God or will understand the fullness of God's love. It is those who follow the way of the kingdom, which is then poured out in front of our eyes in something called the Beatitudes. So Jesus, this is our final one, so I just wanted to wrap it up a bit there. Um, the Beatitudes, basically after Jesus called his disciples, he says, all right, everyone, disciples, everyone, come with me, come with me. And they all go and sit on a mountain, and they're like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, this is Jesus sitting, <laughs> I'm going to tell you the way of the kingdom. And I'm going to tell you with you, in your, fresh in your mind, look at the kingdom of the Roman Empire, look at the way of that, now let me tell you the way of the kingdom. And what happens is, Jesus is talking to the disciples, to the twelve, that a lot of people, people just happen to be watching on, you know, because they heard, Jesus, is this the new Messiah? Or I said this to Megs the other night, she said, just be careful when you say this, I was like, is this the new cult leader? Because that's what people thought, like, people rose up, and they got, they failed. They rose up and they failed. They'd seen it time and time again. Is this the new guy, the new, the new leader? 
And so Jesus says, I'm not going to talk to the crowds. It's not about massive entertainment. It's about a heart transformation. So I'm going to talk to the 12 who will change the world. You are that 12. Through the Beatitudes, Jesus is talking directly to you. The Beatitudes talk about being blessed. Blessed are the one. Blessed are the one. Blessed is the one who says, I have an internal joy that is not determined by circumstance. A joy that is separate from circumstance and is actually just from God. Blessed are those who, and the Beatitudes are an announcement, not an aspiration. Well, sorry, not aspiration, not a command. An announcement, not a command. What he's basically saying is, look at the people who have this already. They are the ones who will inherit the earth. And what he's saying this for is he's saying it to over, compli- not complicate, over exaggerate basically the current kingdom. Because we are in an upside down kingdom. I've been talking to Dave about this recently. We are in an upside down kingdom, the kingdom of God. Because what matters to the world, what matters to, to just everyday business and, and living is different in the kingdom of God. Because success is not based upon how many people you get in a church, but success is based on, is that person connecting with God and with others? Are they loving God and are they loving other people? If you were to walk from here, this is all that Freedom City would ever be. You walk away and you love God and you love others, I'd say, sweet, we've done good. I can go be with the Lord now. Yeah, and I think that the understanding of the Beatitudes is very much, it should be confrontational because it's saying to us, these are the nature and the aspirations of those who are citizens of the kingdom of God. Are you still with me? Yes. All right, so we've gone through seven of them so far. We've got one final one. There's two verses tapped on the end. The final Beatitude you can find in verse 10 and 11. Quill, can you jump over to the next slide, please, for me? And so 12 is not a beatitude, but 10 and 11 are the beatitudes because the beatitude always starts with blessed. Blessed. But 12, 10 and 11 are the same one. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for those theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you. Oh, persecute you, you Christian. And falsely say all kinds of evils against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecute the prophets who were before you. Persecution. It's a big one, isn't it? Persecution. And I think when we, uh, when we approach this topic, I want to encourage you, don't think like an English speaker. Think like an Aramaic, I don't know how do you think like that, you know? but you're not an English speaker in this situation. Because if we approach this one with just English uh, understanding in mind, we're gonna be like persecuted, all right, I'm not persecuted, this doesn't apply to me. And I've, I've heard that before, Persecution, persecution, all right, this doesn't apply to me. Someone else has it worse off than me. Well, you're not going to do anything by saying that because be thankful you're not in someone else's situation. Be thankful for that. 
Don't try and put yourself in that situation, but be transformed by this knowledge, by this understanding that we are very blessed to be meeting in Australia where we are right now. So we want to approach it in a different way. And like one thing that I've said throughout the series is wrestle with what I say. Go away and disagree with me, but come back and tell me why. Don't just go away and be like, no, nah, that was stupid. Like, tell me why. I want to, I want to talk about it. You know, like, I'm, I'll present this to you, and we're all adults here. We all can wrestle with different things. I trust that you can wrestle, and you will wrestle with whatever we're talking about today. All right. So the Beatitudes demonstrate God's reversal of the world values, but this one is... Very interesting. This is probably the most, in the sense of reversal of the world's values. Because like I was saying, we get mixed ideas to the uh, reactions to the idea of persecution. Can I tell you that someone, and this is, this is a true story, someone per- criticizing your Facebook ad is not persecution. Well, we've got a Facebook ad on Facebook and Instagram. And I'm just like, hi, welcome to church. You've got to come along. That'll be great, you know. Um, and someone posted the other day, it's like, maybe you should get out into the sun a bit more. And I was like, <laughs> I, was like I felt persecuted. You know, I was like, oh, I feel like I understand what the Christians in the Roman Empire. No, I was, I was like, come on. I deleted that. And then someone's putting all these memes up and someone's like, someone else says something like, um, oh, what was it? You know, why do you worship on Sunday? It's not the day of worship. And, and I'm like just restraining myself because I'm like, I know the answer. And I'm like, I know how to respond to this. Um, and I'm like, Mex, can I say something? I was like, don't say anything. Yeah. Either delete it or be kind. Yeah. I tried to be kind and then I deleted it because <laughs> they weren't kind back to me. That is not persecution. <laughs> Some people are mine. But, but we hold on to the idea of literal imprisonment so tightly. So when we talk about the blessed of those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, we have to we have to be flexible and agile with our language. The word persecuted means to pursue or chase. So I'm chasing you to put you or persecute you. It can also be translated as harass. Harass. In verse 11, Christ says, Blessed are you when people insult you. When can be whenever. A.K.A. you're going to get insulted. You're going to, your skin color or paleness will be posted about online. Things like that. This means that believers will not always be persecuted. They will experience times of peace, possibly times of popularity. Because even Christ wasn't persecuted all the time. He was only persecuted in the last few years, or well, the last year of his life, actually. And persecuted, I'm not going to go into it, but the word of it in Greek, so I was talking about Greek, you know, it's like, I felt, yeah, I did feel that was at me. And then it could be translated, allow themselves to be persecuted. So the, the way that it is written. So, when you allow yourself to be persecuted because of your faith or because of what you believe in, there is, a, there is an understanding of blessing there. What is shocking about this, these believers is that 
They were willing to undergo persecution in order to pursue righteousness, preach truth, and to honor God. They were willing to bear their cross for Christ's sake. So what is so pertinent about this statement by Jesus? Because once again, my mind goes back to less of those who persecuted. I think of the Roman Empire. Yes, but we're not in the Roman Empire. So how does this biblically and apply to me now, nowadays? How does this work out? Well, the Amplified Bible, this is where we jump into different versions of the Bible. Um, Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you. So reviling and persecution are in the same sentence. This is just basically the word. What the Amplified Bible does is amplify single words and give multiple meanings for it. And says all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecute the prophets who were before you. So Jesus that brings insults and spoken malice into the sphere of persecution here. So like I was saying, it's like Facebook ads, like that's not persecution. That was kind of just funny. Yeah, but it's like there are times where maybe someone will say to you, hey, your faith is stupid. <laughs> it's like you're stupid for doing that. Why would you do that? There are times when people will miss it misunderstand why you do what you do and will people who've been hurt by the church that will respond out of hurt, which is fair play, you know. And during those times, I would not say we have to take on the Roman understanding of persecution, like, oh, I'm imprisoned. This is a spiritual attack against me. We actually have to understand that it's just going to happen. It's just going to happen and happen again. Don't seek to be persecuted. Don't seek to be harassed for your faith. That's not the point. Because the three types of persecution that Christ lists that people will experience are insult, literally meaning to cast in one's teeth, maybe a fist, or to throw at someone, the cast in one's teeth is probably, this refers to people negatively talking about believers to their faces. Persecute in the context of verse 11 refers to physical abuse and imprisonment. Like the, the church in China, the church in a lot of Eastern countries, they experience persecution different. It's still persecution. And I dare say, I prefer the Western persecution to the East, though that kind of persecution. But falsely say all kinds of evil against you, maybe refer to being talked about behind their backs. So there'll be the seasons where people will experience different things for these. I'm yet to experience the imprisonment. I don't want to. I hope it never comes to that. But there are people that we have to understand do. But we will probably understand the other ones. Insults, harassment, falsely saying all kinds of evil against you. But like I was saying, it's don't don't Go out of your way to aspire to be in prison. Don't go out of your way to do that. It's it's for righteousness sake that there will be persecution. It's not for stupidity's sake that there will be persecution. It's not for being a jerk's sake that there will be persecution. It's for my seeking of righteousness. That there will be people who will not see things the way that I see things. Culturally, they will not understand 
why someone might give up a high-paying job to go volunteer in a different country and your family's like, you're stupid. Why would you do that? You can make more money this way. Come on, what, what's going on? Uh, and they talk behind your back at family gatherings. They'll say, oh, why would they? Why would you study that? Why would you not study something more along these lines? There are, we are in a different relativity of this, but what we have to understand is that it's not, the difference is we're not blessed for righteousness sake and for Jesus' sake for stupidity and fanaticism. We're not blessed for rejecting people of a different lifestyle. We're not blessed for judging others. We are not blessed for acting superior to non-Christians. We are not blessed for speaking hate towards anyone. Come on. That is not blessing there. We are not blessed when we bring harassment upon ourselves. We are blessed when we live the way of Jesus. We are blessed when we live a way that people don't understand and they say, why would you choose to put others first in that situation? Why would you choose to love and to sacrifice? Why would you choose that instead of this way? And then people look at the, the choices that you make and they say, come on, man. Like, come on. You know, it's, why, why are you doing that? Just, just have a drink. You know, it's like, why are you doing that? Just, just come along to this, this party, you know. Why are you doing that? Just, I'll just get in with our gossip, you know. What? Like, I feel bad. No, I don't, actually. I feel good. I feel good because people don't bring gossip to me anymore. I used to be the center of gossip. Oh, when I was 18. Oh, when I was 19. Oh, so what happened? Oh, really? Oh, oh. Yeah, it could be in a pastoral heart. I'm like, just tell me more. Just tell me more about it. And I used to, people used to come to me all the time and tell me gossip and, and speak to me about things. And I was the first person to hear about gossip. Then I realized that that that's not good. That's not the way of the world. Speaking behind someone's back, technically, is persecution. It's not, it's not imprisonment in the sense of literal imprisonment, but maybe you're imprisoning someone through your words. That's a bit of a stretch there. Maybe. Just think about it. Just think about that. The way... This is exactly, though, what was programmed into the religious elite of the time. The way that they treated the Gentiles and anyone who was not Jewish. For per persecution for righteousness and Jesus' sake is being persecuted for rejection of the culture that we see in the world. And the new culture we see in the Beatitudes. Poor in spirit. You know, Dave spoke last week beautifully. Poor in spirit. Those who mourn. I don't know if you heard, but like there was uh, stoic, stoicism, Roman stoicism, basically, a way of a philosophy thinking, way of thinking that says that don't mourn, it is what it is. And Jesus says, well, actually, nah, mourn. It's good to mourn, but mourn in community yeah. so people can support you. Whereas the, the stoicism is trying to say, actually, no, nah, don't mourn. Individualize yourself. You are an island. Whereas Jesus is saying, no, nah, actually, hold up. Let's do this a different way. Yeah. The meek, the merciful. You know, it did not take long for these words of Jesus to ring true of his followers. Did you know that early Christians had many people say, all kinds of evil against them, as well as imprison them for Jesus' sake. Christians were accused of cannibalism. Why? Because of 
eat my flesh and drink my blood. <laughs> Fair play. You know, it's like the, the communion, the, the, the Last Supper. Like, because of gross and deliberate misrepresentation of the Lord's Supper. It kind of makes sense, but then someone's like, no, nah, I'm going to take it this way instead of trying to understand. Immortality, because of misrepresentation of, uh, I'm sorry, immorality rather, of something called the love feast in the private meetings. The love feast is a feast that uh, people would have together uh, <laughs> uh, as a church. They would meet together and have a feast. And they have private meetings. So everyone's like, I know what that love feast is about. You know, it's not like, I know what they're doing. And so they're spreading rumors and gossip. Should they stop meeting together? No. It brings life. We're together. We mourn together. We, we grow together. We worship together. Revolutionary fanaticism because they believed that Jesus would return and bring an apocalyptic end to history. Basically, the world's going to end. And people have been saying that since the time of Paul, that the world's going to end. They were also said to be splitting families because when one marriage partner or parent became a Christian, there was often change and division in the family and treason because they would not honour the Roman gods and participate in temple worship. Yet the world persecutes these people because the values and character expressed in these Beatitudes because they're so opposite to the world's manner of thinking. Our persecution may not be that of the Roman time may not be compared to others in a different country. But if no one speaks evil of you, can I ask you, are these Beatitudes a trait of your life? Mm. I don't mind if people speak poorly about me. I do. But it's because I'm seeking righteousness. Mm. And I want to represent Jesus well. So be it. I had a nickname back at one of our old churches that I was a super spirit guy. Because I, I used to pray all the time and I was a bit crazy and I loved God. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with, I'm okay with being the, the Christian guy. I'm okay with being the guy that is a little bit different, that you don't gossip around. I'm okay about that. Righteousness means more than just being a good person. It refers to a complete orientation of your life towards God and His will. It says Matthew 5, 14 to 16, you are a light, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and give it, it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Who wants to be a light upon a hill, a town that cannot be hidden? I want people to know who I am. I want people to know that for righteousness sake, I'm okay if you make a little bit, bit of a joke about me. I'm okay if you lump me in with other people because let my life show you something yes. different. Yes. Let the way that I treat you show you something different. Yes. Let the way that I love you show you something different. I'm not like the Christians you've met before. I'm a different Christian. I'm a Christian that wants to be like Christ. Yeah. I'm a Christian that wants for righteousness sake, I'm okay to be harassed or insulted off my skin complexion to be made fun of on a Facebook app. I'm okay with that. I'm okay. Are you going to be okay with that? Like I was saying, this persecution is so different to different countries. And if I was in a different country, I would speak a different way. I, might, I probably wouldn't even speak because I wouldn't understand. 
But I can understand in our context where we are right now, we need to be bold and change our whole life to face the cross. Let's be grateful for the freedom that we have. I don't want to be persecuted or harassed for being judgmental or lacking in grace, but for righteousness sake. And like I've shown you, there's, another, there's a few translations. If you go to the next slide, please, Quill. Greek, message, Aramaic. The Beatitudes are preached in Aramaic. If that's too small for you to see, I've put it all on our Freedom Family, so you can download it from there. But basically, happy are those pursuing an account of purity and right, uh, rightness for the reign of God is the same as this. You're blessed when your commitment to God provokes persecution. The persecution drives you even deeper into the kingdom of God. Happy and right on time are those who draw shame from the pursuit of peace between all the conflicting voices. They really start their part in the vision that rules all creation. Oh, that's a nice one. I like that one. Health to those who are dominated and driven apart because they, are lo- they long for a firm foundation. The domain is created by the word above, the earth made. This one is the most countercultural. Because this one directly attacks the idea of empire. I'll overthrow you, I'll overpower you. This one's like, you can overthrow me, overpower me, you can do whatever you want. But I know, I know what the cross means. Can I ask you to close your eyes as we wrap up? We we're going to discuss, but let's discuss later, just for time's sake. Go away and Think about this. Go away and chew on this and talk about it. But I want to do something now. I want to encourage you to consider making a, a recommitment. A recommitment to the kingdom of God. Some of us might have spent so much time focusing on taking care of our own, me and my own. But I think coming to the end of the year, the point of the year, there's something important about us taking a moment to stop and make a recommitment. To the Beatitudes, to life that Jesus has shown us. Do you want your life to reflect Jesus' as that's you, just raise your hand. I see those hands. I see those hands. Do you want to know the Beatitudes in the way that you live? I say, come on. Come on, church. There's a way us to live, that when people look at us, when they watch on, they say there's something different about you, something different about the way that you live, that is beautiful, that is attractive. You're not like the Christians I've met before. We can do this through the power of the Spirit. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you. That Jesus came to show us a better way. We thank you that that way is achievable through the power of the Spirit. 
We thank you that you came to turn the world upside down. To bring it back to the way that you created. Lord, we just pray as we go, as we come to the, the end of the year and as we start to reflect on the year that's been, Lord, I pray that we would not condemn ourselves for where we've fallen, but we'll call out to you for where we need a hand up. Help us to be more like you, Jesus. Help us to live the way that you have called us to. You're amazing. You did it all that we could live in the fullness of your grace. Just take 30 seconds. I'm praying at you. 30 seconds to pray to God. What is it? What is one thing that's rising up in your gut right now? One place of resistance that's rising up in your gut right now that you're saying, this is why I struggle to live for Christ. The big question. This is why I struggle. This is why when people say, what, what do you do on the weekend? Oh, nothing. Just hang out. Oh, do you pray? Oh, no, I don't really get it. Or what do you go to church for? Just for the community. Not a bad thing. But let's not be ashamed. But for righteousness sake, what is that thing that is rising up within your gut right now? That resistance. I'm a Christian. I'm a disciple of Christ. I love it. Jesus' name, we just say once again, you are our God, you sit on the throne of our lives. We will not be ashamed. We'll let our light shine for the world to see. Let the Beatitudes work out in our lives as we seek you more and more. If you agree with that, just say, Amen. 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 Thanks for tuning in to the Freedom City Podcast. If there is any way that we can help you survive and thrive in your everyday life, we'd love to connect with you. If you'd want to know more about who we are, just head to www.freedomcityfremantle.com. Until next time, take care.